Welcome to Coffee with the Sarlos. I'm Kelly Sarlo. And I'm her mom. I'm Karen. And what are we talking about today? Remote viewing. Okay, so do you have an idea where you want to go? Um, a little bit, uh, and a little bit not, so... Nice, so normal. <laughs> totally. <laughs> okay, I'll follow uh, your lead then. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I just think it's something uh, that's, that's, I'll say, somewhat unique. I don't mean that we're the only people that can remote view by any means, but not your average person does. Um, and because of that, I think it's uh, a cool thing that we also have you and I, mom and a daughter in the same house living together that can both remote view. So I guess one of the first things is I'm going to ask you a question. I already know some of the answers, but I'm going to ask you anyway, just so that we can share the information with people um, and then talk about it. Oh, okay. So it's going to sound weird. I'm going to ask you a question and then I'm going to jump into it. So like a lawyer, you don't ask a question you don't know the answer to. <laughs> this will be good. Yes. <laughs> My nerves are shot already. <laughs> that's true. Or no, me. Or I actually think that's funny, Kelly, because you could say like a, your, a lawyer, but then I also think like parents. Yeah, true. <laughs> parents want to know the answer before yeah. they ask the question because, you know, sometimes you want to know if your child's lying to you or not. Um, but anyhow, okay. So remote viewing. Um, uh, do you see the same things at the same time as your mom when you're remote viewing? Can you both find the same location, the same house, or the same missing person? Uh, okay. If I listen to the, the whole question, you asked two different things in there. So uh, I guess I'll break it up. Yes, I can see the same things as you sometimes. Um, sometimes we see different pieces of the same whole. So, for example, we've, we've already done um, a show on finding Alexi, and we, you were kind of seeing the physical things around her, and I was seeing, I was in her body experiencing what she was going through. Um, so you could kind of see, I'll say a little bit outside of what maybe her human eyes could see, but I, I could only see what she was uh, physically capable of, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I mean by pieces of a whole. Then... What was the second part of your question? You asked if we could... You don't remember what you asked me. I don't, because as soon as you say that, I think how cool it is for people to hear that when... Oh, we had a car going by this morning. Um, But that when people hear that there's a missing child, that um, to have two people helping with the same gifts can be incredibly beneficial Mm -hmm. in that one is able to see I'll say like a panoramic view Mm -hmm. so I could see the bush that she was running in I could see the acres of land I could see the six search parties coming from different areas and the animals that were around so that the humans weren't pushing all the animals towards her but that your remote viewing allowed you to see the building she walked into the water she saw in the cupboards that she took out and drank um, and what was directly in front of her so that we could explain that to people. So in the remote viewing, Kelly, if I can also explain that the panoramic view means that you can come up higher, higher, and higher. Like if a helicopter... Like a bird's eye view. Yes, like if a helicopter is hovering around on a lower level. But if she's not in that, that view, you've got to come up higher so that you can see if you have to turn left or right or mm-hmm. what direction you have to take and how important that is. Okay, so and I think the second part of your question was, can we find the same person? Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, which we've done. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's not necessarily that we always see the same thing. So maybe that was the yes and the no to the, the question itself. 
Mm -hmm. So in remote viewing, viewing would indicate to me that you and I see it. Now, I know the answer to this, but I'm asking it for the people in the public that send their questions into us and stuff. Um, do you use any of your other senses when you are remote viewing? Yep. So I feel like I'm explaining it to you, but it's okay. I know it's to other people. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to kind of draw in from other shows because you've already given examples mm -hmm. of this. So when you were remote viewing for a woman who asked you to um, uh, illegally find minutes of a meeting, you oh, yeah. had described not just what the place looked like, but that it smelled like pizza. You kept saying it smelled like pizza. So there's another scent or sense because um, mm -hmm, you that bill they were in the they were doing the minutes of the meeting in a building that had a pizza parlor a restaurant yeah on the oh, bottom wow. floor yeah um so that's just one example of a different sense uh, but there's also different well we use all of them so information comes through in in all kinds of of ways mm -hmm. so again i can think that kind of uh, goes back to how we can see if or we can experience different pieces of the same whole okay but i think for people that are listening it would be beneficial to give examples from different uh, situations we've actually lived through sure to describe like when you say about smelling pizza yeah. in the pizza parlor okay so it's okay if i could keep going yeah. So another, I can think of two examples off the top of my head that were your experience, because I know sometimes I have a better memory for the things that you've told me than you do mm -hmm. of your own sessions. Um, so the first one being that same, finding the minutes of the meeting, that same situation where you looked down at your wrists yeah. and you said, oh, you're fat. And, but no, you were seeing, but you were also feeling because you could feel how, um, mm -hmm. how bloated your mm -hmm. your wrist looked so you were inside this woman's body who had the actual experience itself so feeling what the other person feels right yeah i remember feeling her skin expanding and it wasn't that she was actually overweight it was that she was pregnant and she she had been bloated because it was the summer and yeah um, she was i think late into her her trimester and i remember craving mm -hmm. i actually had her craving for ginger tea and yeah. I do not like ginger tea I know and um I had a craving for the tea that she was drinking during her pregnancy to help her with her nausea mm. so um, there's a craving that's not even mine that belongs to another person that I'm feeling in my own body and I know that you had also um uh, you had commented that there was construction because you were hearing all of the different drills yeah. and hearing all of the different noises that were going on in the building. Um, so, I mean, just in, in that one situation, you're talking about all of the different senses that you can possibly have. I remember having inner knowings Yeah. because I felt when she wanted me to read the minutes of the meeting, I looked down to see them and I could see the date of the meeting uh, that it occurred and the date of the next meeting that was going to occur. And I think it was the the meeting occurred November, I think it was 2011. And the next meeting was going to be February 2012. So, and she said those dates were correct. But when I went to read the minutes of the meeting to her, it they disappeared. And I remember having a feeling of not feeling good, not feeling something was right in my conscience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, somebody without a conscience could say, well, could you define a feeling in your conscience? 
And if I say how I felt, I felt uncomfortable. Yeah, it's like an anxiety. Yes. That sinking feeling that you get. Yes. And I think not all humans feel that because they're so used. No, I'm going to venture to say that a lot of people shut that down so much that they don't pay attention to it. But I remember feeling so uncomfortable. You can finish in a second. Mm -hmm. Feeling so uncomfortable with what I was doing that it was bothering me mm-hmm. and that I didn't feel right about something. And, and for some people, they'll, under, they'll relate to that because you don't always know the why immediately. But I remember th- saying to her, I don't feel comfortable. I don't want to continue. Um, and I remember looking up and seeing my spirit guide and he was shaking his head no. And I say he in this moment because it was a he. Shook his head no and pointed to his heart, like feel in your heart, Karen. Mm-hmm. He didn't say it to me verbally. It was telepathic. And I remember checking in with my heart. My heart felt unhappy. It felt dishonest. Somebody might say, what does a heart feel like when you feel dishonesty? Sad. It felt sad and it felt um, uncertain. Um, second guessing. And I think it's important to put words to those things about Mm -hmm. what you feel when you're not feeling something is right. Lack of confidence, a lack of self-esteem, a lack of self-respect. And I didn't like that I felt those things. So I said, no, I don't want to continue your session. Um, I'm terminating this because um, this doesn't feel like that what you've asked me to do is ethical. Mm -hmm. And I said, but wait a minute. Is it actually that your meeting isn't ethical and it isn't me that's being unethical? that you were in conducting the meeting and she said that that was correct that they were holding the meeting off site from their the original purpose which was their city hall they had taken the meeting off site because they wanted to pass a bylaw okay and so the ethics of it was wrong so what i felt was the the what was unethical there you go Mm -hmm. so feeling and inner knowing go ahead uh yeah, I'm. I didn't want to go against anything that you were saying. It was when you were talking about this. Some people might not have that same feeling. I was just gonna liken it to, um, just in a general sense of when you know something is wrong. So, for example, kind of like when you know someone's in trouble mm. or that someone's died. That sinking feeling of sadness or loss mm, yeah. that you can feel. Because I think it's it's very much the same physical reaction. So I think whether yeah, they have true. whether they have all the um, the emotional intelligence to process every detail of what you just talked about in feeling wrong or second guessing themselves. There is that, that physical sinking feeling in the stomach or that lump in the throat uh, when we feel something is quote unquote wrong. However, um, they can or cannot understand what wrong might mean. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I- we, we had done actually an entire podcast on that specific uh, situation. So that's always something that people can go back to and kind of understand mm-hmm. remote viewing from. Yeah, and I know that it's also important to smell things. I know and sometimes when you and I have, well, many times when we remote view that we can smell and how important or not, sorry, I wasn't going to say smell, we already did that, but taste and how important it is that you can taste something. So if there's something that's going on in that person's body, for instance, and I remember at one point tasting what I call cancer, um, and the smell of uh, the taste that I get in my mouth when somebody is sick inside their body, 
mm-hmm. where the cancer is. This isn't the same situation. No. Okay, just, I'm just, just illustrating that. Yeah, okay. just thank you. You're just clarifying that we're, I'm still talking about when you remote view using all six senses and how important it is to include taste. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that some people might think, well, are you just tasting what's in that person's mouth? So if you're remote viewing a missing person, for example, if they're eating something, could you taste what they're eating? Yes. And that might be a clue as to their location. It might be a clue to the fact that they're alive even um, and that they're not dead yet or mm-hmm. dead period, not meaning that every missing person ends up dead. Um, but also that we taste what's going on medically in the body. So mm-hmm. if the person is struggling with illness, that's another key indicator of giving the police department or a family member a validation that the person is sick. So I remember when uh, a person north of us in Northern Ontario that was missing, and I said to his wife, um, he has uh, rotten teeth. And she said, that's correct. Her husband was missing in the bush. And I said, he also has problems with his lungs. And she said, that's correct. He does. He has COPD. And she said, how do you know that? And I said, because I can feel it in my lungs. And I don't have any issues with my lungs. Mm -hmm. So that brings us into the next one, not just tasting, but actually how we feel in our remote viewing um, and using all six senses and how important every one of the senses is to the remote viewer, I'll say for accuracy. Mm -hmm. And how they, again, it all contributes to the big picture. Yes. So, Kel, let's just move to a different little kind of thing here. So I've asked you if you use all six of your senses. And yes, you and I both use all six in remote viewing. And then somebody might say, well, then what the hell is it called remote viewing for? (laughs) Because viewing is only one of the six senses. And I actually don't know. I never made up the term. And um, I just... Well, okay. I actually don't know that. You could argue what's the difference between psychic and remote viewing, right? Yeah, psychic access is past, present, and future, as does remote viewing. Yeah. Well, there's gray, shady areas here. Hmm. Um, I think this might be cool because I think some people think that these these mm-hmm. um, esoteric people have all of the uh, the answers to mm-hmm. the different definitions, and uh, we obviously certainly don't. Mm-hmm. And I think if someone is a psychic, then they might be listening to this and thinking, well, what what up? Maybe I'm a remote viewer then. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody might know a psychic and say, do you remote view? And they might say, no, I don't. So I would also assume that all psychics don't all, like you and I use all so many gifts and so many combinations mm-hmm. that we always want to clarify that this is our way of using these gifts right. versus what other people are using. So if somebody's thinking, well, the Long Island medium is a medium and she's a psychic, cool beans. That doesn't mean she does it the same way as us or that we do it the same way as her. Mm-hmm. Um, but you and I seem to have a lot of similarities for for us. For, yeah. Okay, so here's a question. Okay. Um, have you ever remote viewed me? Maybe people want some personal yeah. things. Oh, God. Too. You know what? Okay, can we, can <laughs> we pretend I asked you that question? Yeah. <laughs> okay, because I'm just thinking, and you, I would prefer if you shared the story, because I think it's actually really funny. Okay. Uh, and I'm, I'll say it on record that you have my permission to share okay. this story. Sure. Uh, so that people know that we don't cross boundaries. Yeah. Because I think, and I think it's I, really important to say that, because... Um, 
when people hear that we do this, any one of the gifts, they can start to think, well, that's creepy. Uh, don't you cross boundaries all the time? Not that they word it that way. Um, but we don't. We are very careful to not cross people's boundaries mm-hmm. and to be very respectful even when we can't limit gifts, right? Mm-hmm. So we can't stop ourselves from hearing people's thoughts, but we don't cross a boundary in terms of um, putting them on the spot or pointing things out if they want to kind of withdraw and, and be uh, in their own space, mm-hmm. right? So on record, permission from me, sign on the dotted line, feel free to share the story. Are you referring to the one where you were in university? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You'll have to help me. Well, you you actually did quite a few when I was in university. Okay. So you, you've, you um, because again, I called home seven to ten times a day on a good day and uh, you would you would ask me whereabouts I was on campus and you would say are you standing near this building are you wearing these yeah. clothes so specifically I'm relating to the one where okay you were exhausted at the end of a day in Timmins. oh okay oh you asked me okay so here 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 I was I had seen the most number of clients I've ever seen in a day well hold up Oh. You traveled to Timmins too. Oh, right. So four hour drive from North Bay. Uh, yeah. To on, Timmins, Ontario. On not the, one of the best highways in the world. No. <laughs> I drove to Timmins. Then I saw, I think, eight to 10 clients an hour each, um, which is just, it's just super, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of energy healing and, and then, a lot of psychic work. And then your needy daughter calls. And then, yeah. And I think at that time too, okay, I was staying in a hotel room, beautiful yeah. hotel in Timmins. Um, and you called in the evening and asked me to channel for you. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, that I was exhausted. And you're like, no, channel for me. I need a message. (laughs) And I have to, when I think back to, to that process of being physically, mentally, psychically, telepathically, however you want to word all this, exhausted, feeling that and then knowing that I have to get up for four more days and do it and then travel back to North Bay mm-hmm. that you would say um give me a channel for me give me information that you wanted still stuff and I'm laying in my nightie on I, a hotel bed I, <laughs> I think you can correct me if I'm wrong but I think I pulled the daughter card I think you did that your your daughter trumps your clients <laughs> I think you did and when I think about the fact that I still channeled like you know 10 11 o'clock yeah. at night after like a 14 hour day what you were doing was, you know, maybe the military understands this or doctors understand this or yeah. nur- nurses and paramedics and stuff or parents. <laughs> because when you're pushed past your in, in your your fatigue level, what happens when you have to go, I'll say like on an auto autopilot, so to speak, because then it's really truly who you are. Mm-hmm. So if you're snappy, then then that is who you are is snappy because your personality just shows at that point. You can't, your defenses are down. And it, it made me uh, really hone those, the, my skills and in, in being able to see that no matter how exhausted I am, um, and how long of a day I can put in that the gifts don't, don't exhaust me. My human body does, but the gifts didn't uh, because I was able to go ahead and give you everything, Mm -hmm. like all of your messages, and then go to sleep and dream about people all night long and then get up and continue where this turned into 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm. And I think it really was in those, I'll call them the Timmins days because there were the trips to Timmins and Ottawa and little Sudbury and little communities all over here in Northern Ontario you know, within around a four, four hour radius and driving a vehicle that I was going through that period of time. So anyway, I asked you 
Was this about when you were in the shower? Oh, yeah. Oh, so <laughs> I asked you if you had had a shower that more th- that day. No. Okay, you better help me. Okay, you snapped. Like, not, Oh, then and you not, better tell the story. Okay, not in a rude way, but I, I had said to you, kind of like what you were just describing, where I said, no, no, you have to work. This is what makes you great when you can do it, when you're exhausted and under pressure. I'm training you. And it was like a good, safe testing ground. And you were like, okay, fine. You fell over in the shower today. And oh, there was just dead silence on the other Excuse end me. of the phone. And I remember thinking, oh, fuck. And I just, I'm like, okay, yeah, I fell over in the shower. Oh, and then yeah, I you, remember now. You proceeded, because it was my friend Nock, who I lost to suicide, I think, about two years before that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Or maybe just about a year. Anyway, he had told you... Okay, get her back. If she's going to test you, yes, get her back and tell her that she fell over in the shower today. And actually, I saw you fall. I know, because you even described... I described so the way that you were standing in the shower. You yes. had you were in a glass shower. There were glass doors. Yep. It was a uh, stand-up. Yep. There were um, shampoos and stuff on the floor because there were no shelves in the shower. Yep. Is that right? Yep. So I could see the shampoo bottles all over, like littered on the floor. And I remember there being like disarray, like it wasn't a very neat and tidy bathroom or maybe there were lots of people sharing it or something. Yeah. But I remember there being a lot in the bathroom and I remember that you lifted your leg up and there was no place when you're shaving your leg to like rest it like a uh-huh. bathtub, like a ledge or anything. Yeah. So you got, you know, no place to put your leg. So you had, you had taken your leg, lift, hoisted it up Just like and that you were too. shaving it. And you had your head in a downward motion because you were you were bent over and your head went forward, not sideways, but forward. And you smashed your head into the glass (laughs) in front of you. And I, I, I do remember that now. Yeah. And Kelly, I also remember asking you and this could be a different situation, a different time, but I might be jumping stories. But I remember asking you about nail polish and on one yes. occasion and saying that I could see I, different colors. Yeah. So you, and I, that's, this was a, def, a different situation for sure. Um, you had asked me to test you, I think. And this is very different from when people come in and are just obnoxious about it. Um, but where we were trying to kind of build our own skills. Yeah. And so I said, well, why don't you tell me what color my nails are? Oh, okay. and just something simple. That's very concrete that I can't deny. And mm. you, you had kind of taken a couple seconds and just said, Oh, I remember. Well, I'm really confused. Cause I see mm-hmm. like five different colors mm-hmm. and I started laughing and I just said, continue. I remember Kelly feeling a failure. I remember being very nervous and scared, which I was tremendously a lot of in those days that I was always going to be wrong. Mm -hmm. And what a fear I had that if I was wrong or that I would be a fake because TV just rips a strip off of you if you're wrong. Um, And I was, I didn't want to hurt people. I didn't want to, I thought if I wasn't perfect at doing this, I shouldn't do it at all. Mm -hmm. Because if I hurt a single person a single time that I didn't have the right to doing this, what you think about anybody in any profession and ask anyone if they've ever been wrong, if they quit their jobs. Hey, weatherman, get over that really quickly. (laughs) (laughs) That would say a few other other fields as well. No, I understand Um, that struggle though. Well, yeah, I think even of an artist or a dancer. 
I, I think of it, you know, how if you trip when you're dancing, how you have to kind of yeah. get right back up and keep going. And people call them heroes for doing that mm-hmm. or and overcoming their problems. But boy, if you're psychic and you have, if you're not accurate, they throw you to the curb mm-hmm. and they're looking for the next psychic to see if they're more accurate. Anyway, go on about the nail polish. Well, you had said I'm confused because I see different colors Yeah, and I can't figure out what it is. Uh, and I said, well, no, continue. You're fine. And I don't think you really... I think you thought I was just kind of placating you and, yeah. and trying to make you feel better and that I was being wishy-washy. And that's something that we don't like from our clients is that um, they try and people please us. Mm-hmm. And so I said, no, no, no. Like, you really need to keep going. That was my chair. I didn't fart. <laughs> Frick. Um, anyway, so you had said, well, I see pinks and reds, but I can't tell you like what it is because uh, I keep seeing different colors. And I said, mom, I painted my fingernails five different colors. <laughs> And they were literally shades of pink and red. It was around Valentine's Mm. Day and I had taken um, like one shade for both pinkies, one shade for both ring fingers, etc. And there were five, five different colors on my hands. Mm. And so like it was 100% accurate, even though you thought you got absolutely nothing because there Mm -hmm. were five colors, they were pinks and reds. And there would have been mm-hmm. confusion because I had also painted them and removed the color that I put on previous. Yeah. Yeah. So if it wasn't just five shades of pink and red, I think it was that I got the colors bef- that you had also taken off. Because yeah. if I remember, there was, there was like a black. Yep. Okay. That makes but more I sense. I had removed that with nail polish remover and then done the pinks and reds afterwards. So, so yeah. There. Okay. There you were seeing every, every part of that process. Mm-hmm. beginning to end even if someone else would say oh no her nails are pink and red and you'd say well you know black was in there I think that's so important for people to hear stuff like that because so so many times if you're um we just want somebody to know the end result like that they were pink and red mm-hmm. but we don't understand how important it is to know that they were black at the at the beginning well, and how many times you took that nail polish off and you put other colors on yes. before the pink and red and I got all the colors right. Now I want to take that into kind of one of the more mm-hmm. um, uh, prevalent examples that we have and that's with a, with a lot of um, women where we'll say oh I see three children and they'll say no no I just have one mm-hmm. I have one child and mm-hmm. I'm like well I keep seeing three children mm-hmm. and they don't think to say, oh, well, I was pregnant three times mm-hmm. and I had two miscarriages. Yeah. And that is technically three children yeah. because we still get all three souls. That's while they, right. They, um, and through no fault of their own, I don't think, um, they kind of stay fixated on, I just have one physical child here. Yeah. Um, so very similar, you know, it's a very simplified example, but to the nail polish and then to pregnancies or yeah. children, you know, I think. Um, no, that's good, Kelly, because you and I both get people's miscarriages and abortions. Yeah. And I think of, and that can be a total other other show. I'd love it uh, to be, yeah. We need to do that to uh, to talk about that. Um, but the f- how, how you can relate the colors and the process and relate that to something else that's important for somebody. I mm-hmm. love that. Okay, can we keep going with some questions about yeah, remote viewing? for sure. Or do you have a question to throw out or do you want me to come with another one? No, I'd actually love it if you came with another one because I didn't... I didn't really know this is what we were doing today. Can you control it? Or do you get it in the middle no. of the grocery store? Um, you know what? Yes and no. And I know that sounds kind of wishy-washy, kind of like the beginning of the conversation. But um, yes, in the sense, I know I've gotten like man spreading here. Um, <laughs> I just saw the way you were sitting. Gather yourself. Um, I, 
I can summon that kind of uh, experience when people are asking me to remote view. So I think in some ways I can control it because I can access it when it's being demanded of me. Um, but no, I can't control it in other situations where it just kind of happens. So if I am out and I start seeing things, you know, we've talked about being thinking that we're in car accidents when we're actually not. No one's going to want to be on the road with us anymore. <laughs> Should we give them our license plate? <laughs> Just turn it in. People can steer away from our vehicle. Maybe instead of a secretary, <laughs> we'll hire a driver. <laughs> um, True. W- yeah, but so being on the road and thinking that we were in car accidents yeah. and not actually um, being in it, but remote viewing a car accident that's already happened yeah. on the way to a workshop to deliver that information to someone. Yeah. Um, so did I control that? Absolutely not. Um, that came in full-fledged all on its own, but in situations where it's asked to be, you know, brought up, then, then yes, I think ac- you can access it with the right intention. So if you're cooking dinner and I'll say that it, never if, happens. because that really happens <laughs> on a, a freaking rare occasion. Example. <laughs> um, if you're in the kitchen washing dishes, how's that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if you're in the kitchen washing dishes, um, can you remote view just like how does it happen to you so if you're just standing there and you have company or you're just by yourself or you and I and Andrew are in the kitchen um do you just all of a sudden see something and or and get the information because you're using all six of your senses to remote view then how do you answer the question and pay attention to the person that's in front of you so say Andrew's hanging out you know we're having supper and Andrew and I are talking to you, and you're starting to get information. And I'm asking you this because it started with me. Mm-hmm. And I remember how difficult it was to be with you and Andrew, where I was getting other information. And how at first, I'll say, Andrew in particular would be so mad because I wasn't, quote unquote, paying attention. Mm-hmm. So you go ahead. Do you get this? And how do you cope with it? I was like six questions. Um, when I'm doing dishes. <laughs> okay. Uh, it comes in at that point as well. Uh, and wh- what's the experience itself? I usually start to feel dizzy. Um, I usually start to feel physically off balance. And that's when I start to see things. So in terms of, I know you don't have that much more time because you have a client coming, but um, I start to physically see things where I might see the room itself or the people and I, I kind of jump in and out of realities, I guess, where some other people might label it mm-hmm. as feeling zoned out, mm-hmm. um, where they don't feel quite present or they feel like they've gapped out, however you want to word that. Can I say that other people might liken it to their experience of daydreaming while yep. someone's talking to yeah, them? Absolutely. Okay, go, keep and, going. And feeling bad because they didn't mean to because they really were interested in the conversation, but right. that it just kind of, your your brain and your energy kind of goes there. Um, and so how I've been able to cope with that is by just telling someone, sorry, can you just stop for a second? I'm not feeling well. Um, or I'll say, I think something's, you know, happening. I'm kind of getting some other information. Do you mind waiting? Um, and I think I've been very fortunate in that sense that because you were the trailblazer for this kind of stuff, um, the people around me now understand it a whole lot more. So, you know, if Amanda's here, she just, I know you're having your moment, um, she, she completely gets it and she'll go, Oh, okay. And she'll go sit and have her coffee. And when I'm done, I'll come back to her and say, okay, I'm, can you pick up where you left off kind of thing? Um, and it, my friends seem to be very, very open to that and very respectful of it. And I've even had some of them when we're out publicly and that happens, they'll say, do you need me to walk you outside? Like, 
Um, and some of them will just offer me an arm because they know I do get physically dizzy. Um, so I feel very well supported in that sense. I don't love experiencing it in public because I do feel very vulnerable because um, sometimes it's it's very intense and the gapping out seems to last longer than you might like it to. But um, I am very well supported. And if I am by myself and it's not while doing dishes or if it is, I'll just kind of sit down um, and get back to the physical task when that feeling has passed or the, the vision has passed. Um, that's, I guess, the best way I can describe that. But it's been through you sitting down with my friends because I think that's all, it's all one at this point. Um, explaining a lot of the situations where they get to hear it firsthand about what your experience has been. And then they look over at me like, well, are you going through this too? And then there's that open dialogue, that conversation that gets to happen where they can say, well, when this happens, what do you need? Because they're so not a part of it that I think they want to help any way that they can. So if they can't tell what's going on exactly, they at least want to know how they can assist. Is something you had that I didn't? No, I know. Because even before I had the friends, I had you. You know, so even mm -hmm. if I was doing the remote viewing from Ottawa before I'd moved home, I could still pick up that phone and call you and say, holy shit, this is happening. What do I do? Um, or I just need, to, you know, someone to be on the phone with me kind of kind of thing. So, um, like I said, we've had very, very different experiences in opening up those gifts. Um, and, and hopefully the friends that you've been able to, you know, build can do that for you now. And I know that my friends have come through the door and been able to do that for you as well. I don't want to talk anymore. Okay. I didn't realize bringing this conversation up for a podcast was going to bring up all my sorrow. Okay. Over feeling so isolated. Okay. So we can end the podcast there um, and we'll give Karen her moment. And what I will do is I will open uh, open up the opportunity for anyone who's heard something today that they either appreciated or were confused by and want to send in questions for either one of us to answer. Um, we would love to, to engage you in that kind of a conversation, even if they are personal questions and directed, you know, at one of us or both of us. That would be just fine. You can email us at info at com. Thanks for joining. We'll talk to you soon.